This is the Decibel Geek Podcast with Aaron Camaro and Chris Sinzak. Let me tell them. Let me tell them. Okay, but at the end. No, I want to tell them no. You got to wait. Mm. This is the Decibel Geek Podcast. I'm Aaron Camaro, and I want to tell you now. That's Chris Sinzak, and he's making us wait. Yeah. Damn it. But we have a lot of cool stuff to talk about before. Yeah, true, true, because we're, we're revisiting something that you guys seem to really dig. New noise. And we talked about this. We did this a couple of weeks ago where we just kind of... You know, just shot the breeze through the whole thing and talked about, you know, news stories and important things going on in the world of rock and roll. And we're going to try that again today because we've got some big news and I'm going to tell you right now. No, you're not. Mm. This is fun. We should do this every week. I don't like it. All right. Well, I guess if we're going to hurry up and get to the point where I finally get to tell people the big news, then we got to take care of business. So let's do that real quick. How about some reviews? We only like them when they're five stars. Well... That's great, because these both are. First one comes to us from iTunes, from Australia. Nice. All right, Decibel Geek is fantastic. The guys are entertaining and informative. Sometimes I think they actually know what they're talking about. I'll take it, I guess. Sometimes. Sometimes. It's better than most, It's like a com- That's a complicult. <laughs> <laughs> that's from Aussie Mike in Australia. Thank you so awesome. much. Awesome. Hey, that's five stars. Sometimes we do know what we're talking about. You know, the, the toilets flush the other way in Australia, right? The wrong way. The wrong way? I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, Aussie Mike, thank you so much for that. And we got a couple of cool Facebook reviews this week. All right, cool. Well, here's the first one. Uh, Facebook, five stars. There it is. Decibel Geek Podcast is the place for rock and metal. Mm-mm. Look around you, man. This is the place. It is. The Decibel Geek Studio. There's all kinds of rock and metal going on in here. Another one from I t- or, uh, from Facebook, five stars. I first got into Decibel Geek by listening to episodes posted on YouTube. Thank you, Rock and Ron. Yes. He's the man that makes that happen. Since then, I've become immersed into rock and roll podcasts. See what we started? Chris and Aaron are great hosts and have great chemistry. Keep up the great work. Awesome. That's from Bill Elam. Those are some awesome reviews right there. Five stars all the way. That's the way we like them, man. We love you guys. We appreciate you so much when you take the time to do that for us because it shows the world that, hey, man, there's something to this rock and roll podcasting. There's something going on here. Like, remember back in the day when you turn on the radio or you turn on MTV and there'd be all these great rock bands and everybody's loving them and everybody's talking about them? Well, that's our world. Yep. That's the way it is. Podcasting is what that used to be today. Yep. About time they recognize. Works for me. With so, views like that, how can they deny? Yeah. So then our other favorite people, the Geeks of the Week, these are the Facebook people that share on facebook retweet on twitter last week's episode with brent fitz that was a great one that was fun man i really like brent he's yeah. an awesome dude i mean sometimes you you know we talked to mick sweeta we talked to vinnie vincent we talked to brent last week and all the other countless people we've talked to in the many years of doing this it's still a trip to me sometimes yeah. to you know we're sitting there in the same room with brent and he's telling us all these awesome stories and i just keep looking at him going Man, I remember the first time I listened to the Union debut album and oh, how freaking too. awesome that was. And here yep. we are sitting in Ryan from Hair of the Dog's House, yep. you know, and the Gene Simmons band, too, also. Yeah. Just sitting there with these guys and listening to them. I know that you guys get a kick out of it when you listen to it because, yeah, man, to be there and actually do it, 
Yeah. I mean, it's it's out of this world. I don't, it's I don't, it's hard to explain how cool it is. I don't think you're ever going to have to worry about us become, thinking that we're on the same level as the people we interview. Good we're, God, we, no. We will always remain fans. That's annoying to me. I I hear that it's in annoying. podcasts sometimes. That's annoying as oh, hell. Oh, there's other podcasts that do that? Yeah, I've heard them a couple of times. Oh, okay. I'm not going to tell you which ones. I'm oh. guessing you probably already know. Yeah, we'll leave that to your imagination. <laughs> All right. And if I sent you an accidental Facebook request this week, I'm really sorry it was an accident. I swear it. That's money. All right. <laughs> so um, let's get to the Geeks of the Week this week. Uh, Geeks of the Week are Growing Up Rock Podcast, Scott Smith, Greg York, Jessica Capone, Shane Abair, Stacey Sullivan, Brent Walter, Joe Royland, Sit and Spin with Joe, Rodney Dixon, Kim Grayson, Freeform Rock Podcast, Mark Alden Taylor, Alex Ferenc, Dave Huckridge, Paul Pease, James McElhenney, Ian Wiley from Rock and Metal Combat. Andrew Jacobs, Wayne Cross, Christina Green, Ag- Alexandra Gunners, Greg Troyland, Kalen Provo, Marianne Callie, Trevor McDougal, Mike Parnell, Mikhail Burrell, David Glenn, Sean Cullen. I forgot to do the Twitter ones, but also Sean Cullen. Yeah. Oh, I thought we were going to do that in unison there. Oh, we should have, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is all one take, so all right. too bad. So somebody needs to check on the Mooger Fooger, make sure he's okay. He is. I just didn't get to Twitter. This oh, week. okay. It's, it's my fault. And? The, the Mooger Fooger. There yeah. you go. There's your uh, built-in edit with no editing. <laughs> All right. So we're doing another new noise episode, and uh, this is a loose, more of just a dis- discussion of current rock news. Right. And uh, this went over so well a couple of months ago, we figured, we might, why not try it again? Can I tell them now? No. Damn it. No. But that'll be part of this, too. Okay. Because that, a- that is big news. There's, there is big news afoot here today, people. Yeah. Very big news in, in regards to the Rock and Pod Expo. Oh, man. So, oh. well, let's get to the first story. I don't know if I can hold it in. That's what she said. Um, <sighs> okay, what's the first story? This is a big story this week. Gibson Guitars filed for bankruptcy this week. Um, mm, they yeah. you know, they uh, filed Chapter 11, said they will be refocusing the company on the manufacturing of world-class musical instruments and Professional audio products and development, blah, 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 blah. Essentially, they went and they bought uh, Philips and a couple other companies a few years ago. And they tried to rebrand themselves as like an audio lifestyle brand. Audio lifestyle? Where they kind of moved away from the guitars and like started pushing, you know, like headphones and stuff like that. And um, it was a bad idea. And, uh, you know... the guitars really weren't doing that great to start with, uh, mostly because I think they've priced themselves way out of the yeah. market. And like nobody should have to pay sixteen hundred dollars for a new guitar unless it's right. a, a signature guitar or it's a you know Ace Frehley Budokan or Stage Plate or you shouldn't have to play you know you shouldn't have to go over a thousand for a new Gibson guitar in my in my opinion. And that's even tough too, you know. We're t- I'm I'm just a normal dude, you know, and I, I ain't I ain't a millionaire. You know, if I was a millionaire, I'd have all kinds of Les Pauls up in this bitch. But yeah. I'm just a normal dude. So it's like, man, I love Gibson guitars. Obviously, I'm a big Ace Frehley fan. So yeah. there's a legacy and something magical about a Gibson Les Paul, you know, and Gibson in general. I remember when I moved to Nashville, my dream was to work at Gibson. Because <laughs> yeah, I thought you didn't. because I thought, man, how cool, you know, would it be to be able to tell my friends back home I work for Gibson guitar, you know, I mm-hmm. would go in there, I'd do anything. And then I met a couple of people that work for Gibson <laughs> yeah, and it's like, Oh yeah, that's that's not the dream. That's yeah. not the dream at all. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure Billy Hardaway still still works for them. Yeah. 
but it's and loves it. If anybody from Gibson's listening, yeah, he loves he, it. He has nothing but he's, high praise. He's for clearly it. your number one employee. Sure. You better keep that guy down yeah. to the last. Yeah, he's got you know Gibson pom poms and everything. Yeah, um, it runs in his blood. But no, so that's which that, is cool because those are the kind of people you want working at Gibson. Oh, you sure. know, those guys like Billy Hardaway that's got a passion and a love for music and and a caring that whatever you know piece of the process that he works in that you know that a guy like that is putting his heart and soul into yeah. it. So you know, then it kind of becomes the the back and forth of you know the price of the guitars. Yep, and that's what it boils well, down to for me. I can't afford to go buy the Gibson Les Paul that I deserve to have. Right. And they so started, I'm never going to have one. They started kind of watering everything down. Like they did too many different models of certain things. Uh, also, they did this thing called, I think it's called like a Firebird X guitar. It was one of the ugliest looking guitars I've ever seen. Yeah. And they dumped a fortune into that and it didn't sell. And then the, one of the biggest issues that people have had is they would put these robotic tuners on these things. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And it's one of those things where in theory, yeah, it sounds like a cool feature because it's a it's a robotic tuner. You don't have to tune your guitar it anymore. It automatically tunes itself as but long as But there's a lot of problems with those, but there's also a lot of if somebody's willing to shell out $1500 for a Gibson Les Paul, they want to tune that damn thing themselves, I would think. Mm, if you pay that kind of money for something, you might say, if I'm paying this kind of money for this thing, uh, I shouldn't even have to tune it. Yeah, but tuning a, a guitar is not a difficult process. Right. Get a tuner. It, it takes it'll take you less than a minute and a half. Right, but we're in a day and age where everything does everything for you. Yeah, you know how I think that's. I mean, in theory, the the robotic tuner that keeps your guitar oh, in, in theory, tune, it's the whole like you get a they guitar, you start the show, it stays in tune the whole time. You never have to worry about tweaking it or anything. That's but fucking I don't, awesome. I don't think they if work it that works, well. yeah. but that's what everybody said. They don't really work. And uh, they put out a statement. Uh, I think it was yesterday, saying like, uh, "Yes, we have filed for Chapter Eleven, but." We're going to refocus on, you know, we're going to continue to make the best guitars and blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, we want you to know that this doesn't, this will not change the quality nor the price of Gibson guitars. And I'm like, well, you're probably making a mistake right there. Right. They're saying they're, the quality will still be there. The price won't go up. But then that also says that the price don't go, go down, down either. Yeah, they're like, we're not liquidating anything. Blah, blah, blah. Right. I don't know, man. I, the, I mean, there's I, so many good boutique guitar companies now that, I don't know that you need a Gibson. I mean, Gibson will always be around in some fashion, but right. the guy running the company is a he's an odd dude. This guy Henry, he's like Juskowitz or something. And yeah. Ever since he's taken it over, it's just gotten really watered down and it's gone in some strange directions. And there's well, you can kind of well, see like if the guitars aren't selling so great, you might look at different ways to supplement things. You can put your <coughs> name on to you know well, that's what keep, he tried to keep do. you afloat while till you figure out the guitar situation. That's what he was doing yeah. with Phillips and stuff like that. But that's got a chance to backfire. And as it did. Clearly did. did. There's a you know the show Undercover Boss. Yeah. They did an episode on Undercover Boss where that guy was. I don't think maybe it wasn't under. Yeah, I think it was Undercover Boss. And well, he, clearly they dropped the ball by not featuring Billy Hardaway. Yeah, I know. That's, he's he's that's, not in. That it. guy is ratings gold. But the it was one of these shows. But that Henry guy just no. It was a it was a show about advertising and like they were trying to an advertising agency is trying to work with him when they were redoing all this stuff. Okay. And he just comes off really strange, like really demanding, won't listen to anybody. And he still owns the company. In my opinion, until he's out of the picture, I don't I don't have a lot of hope for Gibson. But I can't never imagine a world without them completely. Because I mean, you're always yeah. gonna have guys like Ace Fraley that got to have that Les Paul. Yeah, I mean, they still have the name, you know, and if you'd buy a top of the line Les Paul, I mean I'm sure you're still getting a good instrument. Right. 
It's if just, you got the kind of money yeah, to dish out for something like there's that. There's just a lot of competition these days. Yeah. You know, they, they, but refocusing and getting rid of the electronics, that's a good first step because they needed to do that, in my opinion. Yeah. You don't need to be investing in headphones. Well, and here's here's something else to consider, too, you know, because, I mean, we talk about it a little bit at the top of the show even about MTV's not playing guys on their network playing guitars. Right. You know, in the radio, you know, the day of the wailing guitar hero is gone. Except for like in instances like what we have here with the Decibel Geek podcast, where we pay homage and keep that legacy alive. But in the mainstream, you know, are kids as interested in getting a guitar nowadays as we were at our age? Not so absolutely much. not. There was know? a little bit of a resurgence with Guitar Hero when it when it broke big, but because it's but a video game, yeah. But that's already yeah. passed now. Um, right. So because there you look at the one there was uh Guitar Hero and there's Rocksmith. Rock Band rock, rock Band, yeah. But the Guitar Hero and the Rock Band that was a game. Right. It's but, not the same. But the Rocksmith you actually plugged a real guitar in and played. Mm-hmm. And everybody loved the Guitar Hero, nobody gave a shit about Rocksmith. Yeah. You know, because that's real guitar and the well, other one's a game. It's harder to know? play a real guitar. Totally. Yeah, I've seen people wail on Guitar Hero and then like put a real guitar in their hands. They have no idea. No, what to no do. way. Yeah. So that's uh, that's Gibson, you know, we'll see what happens. We have, you know, a lot of close ties here in Nashville to them, so Guitar Hero tunes itself. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Always wanted to see a Kiss version of Guitar Hero, but it never happened. I'm surprised it never did. Or Rock Band, it would have made yeah. sense. I missed opportunity there, Gene. Because there was Aerosmith and there mm-hmm. was Guns and Roses. Why not Kiss? Yeah, there, there should have been. There was even a Beatles one, and they weren't yeah. really known for being a real guitar band. But you know, marketing's marketing. Right. So next story. Uh, this is weird thing. Aerosmith singer Steven Tyler and guitarist Joe Perry have received a Tony Award nomination. What's a Tony Award? It's um in the it's like it's basically like uh, the Oscar for the the theaters, like okay. for like Broadway and plays and stuff. Is there an Aerosmith play that I'm not aware of? No, they um they worked on the SpongeBob SquarePants the musical. There's a SpongeBob musical. Yes, it uh, got twelve nominations, including Best Original Score, written Fuck. for the theater. And Steven so Tyler kind of, and Joe Perry were, were they, part of that. Were they Aerosmith tunes? I don't think so. I think it's original songs. I could be wrong. Huh. Well, congratulations to them, I guess. I was kind of too scared to read deeper, so I just... <laughs> yeah. SpongeBob's the new drummer of Aerosmith. I don't think Breaking jo- news. I don't think Joey Kramer is going to be happy to hear that. No, that's upsetting that we had to break that here today. Yeah. I do like some SpongeBob, though. Yeah? That was one of the few things my kids watched that I could watch with them and actually get a kick out of. You never watched SpongeBob? No. Oh, it's some pretty funny stuff on that show. I do recall one time Ace watching it and uh, him doing Twisted Sister on there. Yeah. Like, There's a lot of rock yeah. references on the show. That's why I thought that, while wow, whoever's in charge of this yeah. must be pretty cool because if they're featuring, you know, and that's got to say something, too, with the musical. I mean, well, you remember... One person that wrote music for SpongeBob, right? Uh, Robert Fleischman. Really? Yeah, I think he was partially uh, responsible for the theme song. See, then whoever is in charge of SpongeBob must be pretty damn cool. I mean, to yeah. reach out to a guy like Robert Fleischman and to reach out to Twisted Sister and have all yeah. these—I think Motor—I think Lemmy did something yeah, with SpongeBob so before he yeah. died too. So you I should mean, watch more of it. I think you'd like it. Why? Well, I guess. Yeah, there's I'm some funny something. stuff. The SpongeBob movie is actually pretty funny. There's a great cameo by David Hasselhoff in it. Oh, nice. Yeah. So nice. see. No, and, Mark St. John though. No, 
All right. So let's talk about Kiss. Okay, cool. Even though we already kind of have. Um, this is the Decibel Geek Podcast. After all, we have to talk about Kiss. So this story, the Paul Stanley has not ruled out the possibility of recording a third solo album in the not-too-distant future. He said it's not impossible. He said that to me in some ways is more interesting than another Kiss album, although I wouldn't mind doing a few Kiss songs. But the idea of doing another album, I don't know. It seems kind of a built-in letdown. People tell you they want a new album, but then they go, that's great, play Shout It Out Loud. Yeah. So I, could I do another album? Yeah. And if I did another album, it would be much closer to the first one, the 78 solo album, than Live to Win. Well, I hope so. He said, that was really me making a concerted effort to not do what I normally do, and it certainly accomplished that. But yeah, if there mm. was another album, it would be a guitar-driven album. Sweet. You know, it's funny. You know my take on this. Well, we were just over we were just over at Ryan Cook's house, and we were talking to them. And, you know, Brent, of course, also, you know, part of the Gene Simmons band. And we made kind of a funny comment of, boy, would it be great for these guys to go back in the studio with Gene and mm-hmm. actually record a good Gene Simmons solo album because the world's yet to have one of those. You think Asshole was an awesome record? It's got a couple of good songs on it, but that's I'm one of the kind, few kind of like, that, I like, like most of it actually. Kind of like Live to Win, it's kind of a stretch for you know. But every time Gene Simmons got an opportunity to do a solo album, whether it's in '78 or in the 2000s or whenever Asshole came out, mm. you know, he does some strange stuff. It's but, all with his stuff. It's always not very focused. No, it's just all it's, over. It's the place. totally all over the place. Yeah. Paul, I will give Paul credit. Live to Win was a focused album. It was an awesome Nickelback album. <laughs> Like featuring it. John Five, right, and Paul Stanley. I do like a few songs on it. No, there's definitely some quality stuff on that album for sure. But you know, as far as like, okay, if I've got a choice between a new Kiss album versus a new Paul Stanley album that's you know tries tries to be truer to '78, and I know it's Chris Sinzak I'm talking to, so you're going to talk about Paul's voice, but. It's awful presumptuous. You're right, but it's awful right. presumptuous. Right, yeah, okay. But <laughs> if he's doing his own solo album, then those are things that he can overcome and compensate for in a way that, you know, you hear him do a classic Kiss song and you mm-hmm. say, whoa, boy, his voice ain't what it used to be. Mm-hmm. Obviously not. Right. But that's because he's trying to recapture something from a different time, you know, from when he was younger. So yeah. you, you have that comparison. But if he goes and does a solo album that he's vocally comfortable with mm-hmm. you never know a difference so it's yeah. going to be awesome well, i'm all i'm in favor of paul doing studio stuff yeah because you can make it work oh totally I mean, even on monster his voice was blown out but it still worked like he there's enough and they didn't really i mean there is auto tune on it you can hear it but yeah. at the same time it's passable where you can get a good paul stanley vocal trick vocal take out of it Honestly, if he did a solo album along the lines of the 78 album, I think it could work because he sang in a much lower register back then. And I don't, I think he could still handle that. Yeah. Because if you listen, a lot of those 78 songs are him singing in the bottom of his range. Yeah. He didn't really start scaling the heights until around Dynasty. Right. True. So I think think it's it's possible. I'm a Kiss album. I mean, I'd love it, but. I don't know. What's there, What's left really to do? Um, I don't know. I mean, you know. anytime Kiss comes out with a new album, I'm going to be all about it. Oh, I you will know? too. I'll, I'll buy be, it the I'm first gonna, day. Yeah, I first day have. buyer for yeah. sure. You know, but And I liked Monster. But we're a minority, you know, yeah, in, know, in the world in 2018. 
Now, do I feel like things are kind of turning around? Well, if you'd let me tell the people the announcement of the news, I could use that as a great example about how rock and roll is in a resurgence and, you know, people are starting to pay attention again, but you won't let me tell them. So, you know, I don't have a good example for it, but just the fact of what we do, you know, I know there's people out there that care about this kind of music and I know there's plenty of people out there that care about Kiss that would love to hear new music from Kiss hell if you give me a new Kiss album every month I'd be in heaven I think that's fucking great you know I I would never get tired of hearing new Kiss music Mm -hmm. whether it's the current lineup of Kiss whether it's you know other guys involved however it is I don't care as long as Gene and Paul are there and they're playing Kiss style music you know you got Eric Singer there kicking ass you know people like to dog on Tommy Thayer but you sure can't take nothing away from the guy who's a rock and roll guitarist and a musician you know and his contributions to kiss along with eric singer nowadays are fucking fantastic but there's always the people that are going to look back to the old days you know and how it used to be and how that can never be recaptured well guess what you're right it can't never be recaptured Mm -hmm. but like i said you know if a new kiss album came out every month i'd buy that sucker on opening day every day so new kiss music why not yeah, we're gonna buy it. The Kiss fans are gonna buy it. All the people that go on the Kiss cruise, they're gonna buy it. If there's more songs that can be added to our collective Kiss memories, then I'm all about it. You know, the more the better. I don't understand why they don't. And you know, I know like Bon Jovi's kind of leading the pack on this, but why don't they do what they did? Like add the cost of an album into a ticket price to see them live, and then you sell a CD that way. That's what Bon Jovi did, and they wound up getting a number one album. Yeah. Just from their tour, because you're you're getting a CD every time you buy a a ticket. Wow. I don't know why bands don't do that. Bands don't sell their CDs at their concerts. So then if you take your wife to the concert and you buy her a ticket, now you get two Bon Jovi CDs? Yes. And that counts as a sale. Yep. That's pretty freaking smart. It's genius. That's pretty freaking smart. Now, of course, it's going to fall right off the charts after, but who cares? You're selling CDs. Right, yeah. And you're getting music into the hands of people. And then, you know, when you're looking at an outrageously priced concert ticket, which, let's face it, nowadays, unless you're up in the nosebleeds, they're all outrageously priced. Yeah. At least you get something, a little something to go along something with it. So with. you say, eh, you know, as long as I get I get something extra, it makes you feel good about it anyway. I think it needs to become the standard. I don't, I don't get why it doesn't happen more often. Yeah. Because people are not going to Best Buy to buy music. I do sometimes. I think they've stopped selling CDs. Yeah, it's been a little bit. I guess the last time I bought a new CD from Best Buy was when the latest Queens of the Stone Age came out. Yeah. So I don't even know. Yeah, they may have stopped completely now. All right, so next story, there's a uh, overkill. They're going to enter the studio in the next few weeks to begin recording the follow-up to last year's album, The Grinding Wheel. Which was freaking awesome. Yeah. One of the best albums of the year. Absolutely. It'll be the band's debut recording with drummer Jason Bittner, who you know from Shadows Fall and Flotsam and Jetsam. Right on. And he joined them last year. And Bobby Blitz uh, talked recently and said, what I noticed about it is there are parts of it that delve into really classic heavy metal that are spawned off the riff. There's kind of a brutal metal riff, and then there's a heavy metal riff, the brutal riff being more in the modern sense of overkill. But the classic riff goes into the feel of Feel the Fire taking over the Years of Decay kind of influence. So basically, it's going to sound like Overkill. It's going to sound like Overkill, and it's going to be awesome. See, talking about Kiss fans and, you know, will there be a new Kiss album? Won't there be a new Kiss album? Here's a problem that Overkill fans do not have. Right. Overkill fans don't have to worry about if their favorite band is going to put out a new album this year. 
Yeah, they are. It's overkill. They are. Not only are they releasing new albums themselves, but I know Dee Dee Verney just released a solo thing not too long ago, or right. at least was finishing it up or something like that. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, overkill, man, they got to be some of the hardest working mother truckers in metal because, oh, yeah. man, they are consistently awesome. You know, it's not just that they're putting out an album a year. It's that every album they put out with is amazing. You know, it'd be different if you say, man, you guys are putting out so many albums that, you know, it's all kind of blurring together, you know, and it's yeah. not, you know, it's it's some bands, if, if you took a band and said, you have to put out an album every year, those albums would suffer because they'd be struggling to come up with new material every single year. Not Overkill. Overkill puts out new albums almost every single year. And every time they put out an album, I say, holy shit, this might be the best Overkill album. They kind of, yeah, they're like one of the most consistent metal bands there is. Yeah. And they're kind of like the ACDC of metal bands where the the albums just, when you hear it, you know exactly who it is. Right. I don't think I've ever heard an Overkill song where I didn't know who it was. No, because even at their most far out, even at their most experimental yeah. as far as Overkill goes, it's still absolutely still overkill. Like overkill. Yeah, yeah, they're they're a good band. I'm excited to hear that because the last one was great. Yeah, hey, I got a question for you. I got a news story that I thought I saw something the other day. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know. Are the Bullet Boys getting back together? Like the original lineup? I don't think so. No, you didn't see nothing about that. No. I saw some comments on Facebook the other day where somebody was talking about that, like, lies, deceit, and treachery. Uh-huh. We're going to reunite with Mark Torian. Where did you see that? To do one of the cruises. No. No? The Mark's version of the Bullet Boys is playing the Monsters of Rock cruise, and lies, deceit, and treachery are also playing the Monsters of Rock cruise. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's what's going on. I don't think you're going to see Mark get on stage with those guys. It's too damn bad. You know why? Because I just heard the new Bullet Boys album, yeah, you know, and it's the Mark Torian version, yeah. and I actually bought it. You know, I actually sent away on Amazon and got it because I thought, hell, it's new Bullet Boys. I was on a kind of a Bullet Boys high because we just talked to Mick Sweeta, and yeah. then like the next day, I realized there was a new Bullet Boys album, and I thought, man, Elefante was so freaking good that you know this is probably really good too. And so I was like, you know, it was an impulse buy for sure. Yeah. And I told my wife, and she's like, I got a deal where if you get buy two, you get one whatever discount. And I was like, shit, yeah, I got three CDs I can get right now. Mm-hmm. And the brand new Bull Boys was one of them. I'm not going to say it sucks because I'm sure to some people it, there's stuff on there you might like. But I, I will say this as, you know, being hyped up after talking to Mick and, you know, listening to the Bull Boys debut album and thinking that's what I'm going to get with the new Bull mm-hmm. Boys album. No. Uh-uh. Really strange. Yeah. Really strange. Well, but, you know, if you... I don't want to dissuade anybody from buying the album because, you know, like I said, this is just my opinion and mine only, but it just... I don't know, man. There's some weird stuff going on in there, and I don't know what's going on with Mark Torian, but you probably at some point maybe don't call it Bullet Boys no more. Yeah. You know, if you're going to stray that far from what Bullet Boys is known as... You know, at some point, maybe you just call it Mark Torian. Well, I, our friends with Cobras and Fire, they played a song off of it on their recent episode. And I listened to it. It's not, it's not awful, but um, it's different. And then the, our, and they probably picked the best song on the album. Yeah, I can't remember which song it was. but they. Um, <laughs> so if it was okay and not awful. <laughs> right. 
Well, What's the rest of the album like? On the Facebook link, uh, our friend the Rock and Donkey commented on it and said uh, something like, "I didn't know that Bullet Boy. I, I was expecting a Bullet Boys song, and wound up getting a Foo Fighters song." Yeah, there's a lot of that going yeah. on. There's well, some "Shake Your Booty on the Dance Floor" going on. There's there's some strange stuff on that new Bullet Boys album. And if you're a huge Bullet Boys fan, you know, you go get it, check it out for yourself. But mm-hmm. if you're expecting the debut album or Freak Show or Zaza or something like that. Mm-mm. And I don't think nope. there's any love lost between uh, Mick Sweeta and Mark Torian because I saw I saw a headline actually right before I came over here tonight. And it said something like uh, Mick Sweeta describes Mark Torian's guitar playing as sounding like uh, silverware falling on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I don't think they're going to be hanging out anytime soon. Probably not. Yeah, there's uh, there's some tension there, I still think. Oh, boy. I should have went the other way and got Lies, Deceit, and Treachery. Instead. Yeah, I love what I've heard off of that. No, that's what I, That's the mistake I'm going to rectify here very okay. shortly. So, another Kiss story. Is that cool? Yeah, I'm totally down with oh, Kiss okay. stories. So, Doc McGee did an interview recently with a podcast called The Unwritable Rant. Doc McGee. He was awesome in Scooby-Doo. Was he? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the movie. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he was talking about uh, Kiss and... Every band's a different animal. Kiss is. If it's worth doing, it's worth overdoing. You come to expect that out of Kiss. And then he said, uh, CEOs of companies and airlines, they go to see the Kiss, and they've got to have some of it. This happens every day. I had a party one time. I brought 100 pairs of Kiss onesie pajamas. People went out of their fucking minds over it. Yeah. Doc, why are you talking about onesie pajamas? Um, just giving you the idea that people just go nuts over Kiss stuff, just, even if they're yeah, not Kiss fans. They're just a cultural phenomenon. Yeah, totally. So then he said, on whether he believes Kiss content, can continue without Gene and Paul, he said, is there a next generation Green Hornet? Is there a next generation of Superman? No, there's just fucking Superman. There's been six of them, but it's still Superman. Yeah. As long as these kids walk out there and they have that makeup and they have that attitude and they have a great fucking visual show, this isn't Dark Side of the Moon. People didn't come here with their fucking head. He says fucking a lot. Headphones on to fucking have this musical experience. They came here to have fun and to see shit blown up. People flying around. It's fucking Cirque du Soleil. If you put nothing on stage but talent, they're going to fucking die. That's what Kiss is. Kiss is a way of life. Well, you can't deny that. I mean, look at us. I see the point, but as a fan of the actual band's music and the members, that kind of pisses me off. Right. It does kind of minimize, (laughs) you know, to say... I get it. You know, I, I totally do. He's saying do. it's all spectacle. At this right. Point. Yeah. And at, I don't necessarily at, agree at with this that. point. Well, at this point, yes, it really is. Yeah. You know, that's why Paul is kind of poo poo in the idea of a new kiss album, because right. at this point it is all spectacle. And to these guys at this point, it is just a job, you know, yeah. what is it? Baco had something on the Facebook the other day, maybe a little while ago about, Look at the pictures of Kiss when they're getting their pictures taken with the fans. Oh, yeah. You know? How happy they look. How happy they look. Yeah. Are they smiling? <laughs> no. no, they ain't smiling. It's they're an assembly working. line. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's tough, though, because, yeah, nowadays it pretty much is a spectacle. But for someone like us who knows, loves, and respects Kiss and the music and the history and, you know, sometimes a little too much in the history. But, you know, you you just can't deny the music because that's ultimately when you strip away all the other shit, that's what you end up with is the music. Yeah. So is the music fucking awesome? 
Well, yeah, it's fucking awesome. You know, and to, to say that it's just about the spectacle, that takes away from that. And that's, that's I yeah. think, where it kind of stings. Yeah, but, I mean, are diehards in droves really going to see them now? I don't think so. No, because, I mean, look at you. Look at your stance on it. I haven't and, seen them since you, 2009. You're one of the biggest Kiss fans I know. Oh, I love them. Yeah. And you haven't seen them since 2009. No, I don't think I, don't I, I haven't seen them in years, you know, because I think... You're getting the same show every time, yeah. and, and, it's, and it's watered down from what it used to be. You know, And it's just, you can't not look at these guys and think, eh, they're just doing their jobs. Then let me make the point now before I get hate mail. I'm not begrudging anyone who goes and sees them now and has a great time. Enjoy right, no. yourself. Enjoy the spectacle. I'm not judging you on it. It's just, for me, it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not a KISS fan, you should definitely go see them. Yeah. You should definitely go see Kiss if you're not a Kiss fan because you're going to get the spectacle, you're going to get some great songs mm-hmm. that, you know, and you won't fully we, understand we the band as, until you've seen them. We live. as hardcore fans are going to look at, "Oh yeah, they're going to play Love Gun again. They're, of course they're going to play Rock and Roll and Yeah, they're going to play Shout It Out Loud. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to they're going to play these songs that we know they're going to play. But if you don't know Kiss, then you definitely owe it, you owe it to yourself to go see it. You know, yes. enjoy the spectacle and take in some great freaking songs. You know, yeah. but for the rest of us that are hardcore fans, you know, I guess that's what the Kiss Cruise is for, right? Yeah, if you can afford that. I wish I could. Okay, so we're moving along. Got a couple stories left, and then okay. then you can tell people. All right. All right. Do you want a new story from me? Yes. Okay. Since I'm doing this totally on the fly. Uh-huh. Okay, what's a good title for this news story? How about uh, Craigslist wins again? All right. The king of rock and roll websites, Craigslist. I'm not sure I get it. Well, if it weren't for Craigslist, there wouldn't be no Decibel Geek podcast, right? True. Because that's how this all started, was off Mm -hmm. Craigslist. So I still subscribe to to Craigslist. I still love to look at Craigslist. You know, I'm a huge CD collector. I like to collect CDs. So, you know, I always am looking on Craigslist for people that are just dumping their old CDs and don't want to pay, you know, charge somebody an arm and leg for them. Mm -hmm. So I get on Craigslist last week and I'm looking for rock CDs. And guess what I find? Hmm. Check this shit out. Fargo Strut? Fargo Strut. What is that? This is a new band that I've discovered that are right here in Laverne, Tennessee, just outside of Nashville. Have you ever heard of Fargo Strut? Oh. Do you know what the Fargo Strut is? No, it sounds like a horrible sex position or something. It's actually Fargo Strut. That's a wrestling thing. Oh, I didn't know that. Jackie Fargo. Jackie Fargo. Yeah, Jackie Fargo did the Fargo Strut. Everybody's copied it. Ric oh. Flair, Jeff Jarrett, you know, the, you know the Fargo Strut. I get it now. Yeah. So... No, Fargo Strut's the wrestling thing, okay. and it's a rock band. So the description is, you know, a hard rock band. If you like Black Label Society, if you like ACDC, I'm like, well, fuck yeah, you know. And it, and it caught my attention because it's Fargo Strut because I like wrestling too, you know. And it's like, well, that's perfect. How can this not be good, you know? So I hit the guy up, mm-hmm. and I want a T-shirt too. I want a T-shirt that says Fargo Strut. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I hit the guy up. I said, hey, man, I got 20 bucks. I want a CD and I want a T-shirt. And this guy's like, okay. I said, I'm in Laverne too. You know, I can meet you wherever. Mm-hmm. So I drop off Ace at the Bojangles where he's working. And I meet the guy up there and he brings me the CD and the T-shirt. And I put it in the CD player. Like I cut it out of the plastic before mm-hmm. I even leave the parking lot. I put it in and guess what? It's really good. The whole CD is really good. Fargo Strut, brand new Is music. The, the guys in the band, I'm assuming. 
that huh? sold it. The guy that yeah, sold yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, like, totally. He's yeah. a teacher or substitute teacher or something. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a trip, man. Dude shows up. He looks like a freaking rock star. He hands me the CD and the T-shirt. He knows who we are. He does. He knows about the Decibel Geek podcast. I tell him, hey, man, what's your name? I'll look you up when I get home. Uh-huh. I look him up when I get home. We're already friends on Facebook. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. So, like I said, <laughs> I popped it in. It's freaking awesome. Brand new band, breaking news right here. Maybe we can end the show and play yeah, one of the songs. We'll make you know? that a playout. So. Okay, cool. So, we'll do a playout song. So, you guys check it out. It's called... Uh, wash your blues away and we're going to end the show with that so you guys check that out breaking news right here on decibel geek podcast found it right here in my backyard so it's a, this long if i got camaro's cutout been going again there you go and here's a winner this is a good one <laughs> it's available on amazon make sure you go through our link all right cool that's interesting nice so uh next story uh brian head from corn is going to release a documentary right it's on an unconventional documentary chronicling the chaotic and uplifting story of his, of his life. Like he left corn and went through a whole lot of stuff with drugs and everything, but it's mostly yeah. about the story about, um, the journey with him and his daughter. And, uh, you know, his daughter had to go through a lot because of his issues and yeah. she, you know, she dealt with teenage depression or, you know, quest for identity and reconnecting with her dad. And this, the movie's called loud, crazy love. It's going to uh, premiere at the Dallas International Film Festival on May 5th, and then there's another screening on the 6th, and then it will be shown here in Nashville on May 11th and May 17th, and I believe Aaron and I will be at the screening on the 11th. Nice. That's cool, man. Yeah. I like that. That's a unique twist to something like that because, you know, we look at these rock stars that we talk about all the time, and you don't really think about their personal lives. You know, you mm-hmm. think about what's presented to you as a band, as the music, as the image, and this and that. And you don't really think about, you know, well, what's the, I wonder what this guy's relationship with his kids are like. Yeah. You know, you don't ever think about stuff like that. So this is kind of a unique thing. And as you probably already know, Brian Head Welch is going to be appearing at the Nashville Rock and Pod Expo. Yes. August 25th. I'm excited, man. We've got a lot of cool announcements for Rock and Pod already. We do. And, uh, so and I've he, got another one right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on. Uh, but, uh. But yeah, Brian's going to be doing a panel on stage and signing autographs, and he's going to be around for a lot of the days. He's going to record with a whole bunch of the podcasts, too. So uh, yeah, check that out, and uh, I'll have links for that in the show notes. Uh, Next story, Disney Metal. I don't like where this is going. (laughs) When you hear it, you will. Well, I know what they did. I know what Disney did to country music, so this can't Actually, be great. It's pretty good. Really? Yeah. It's a new instrumental album of hard rock covers of classic Disney songs. Disney's Super Guitar has been announced, and it features a jaw dropping team of world class guitarists. Okay. Listen to the lineup on this thing Zach Wilde, Paul Gilbert, Orianthi, Phil X, Richie Kotzen, Tak Matsumoto, George Lynch, Mike Orlando, Bumblefoot, and Jeff Watson all contribute to this record. Okay. I mean, that's. Yeah, that's great. And, what uh, is it they're doing? Well, I'll, I'll get into it. Each track features a backing band comprised of John Bruno, drummer BJ Zampa, bassist Chris Vissera, and keyboardist Michael Vissera, who is also going to be a guest at the Nashville Rock and Pod Expo. Nice. Michael sang for Ingve, sang for yeah. Loudness, Anna Metal, a lot of, a lot of cool stuff. And he co-produced the, the record um, without, with the producer Death Rider. So... The guitar virtuosos on this album, they basically reimagine these famous Disney songs and do these shredding versions of them. Okay, so we're not talking like When You Wish Upon a Star, right? That's on there. Is there, yeah. Beauty and the Beast, Under the Sea from Little Murray. Oh, they sound amazing. I've listened, I've listened so to every song. these are instrumentals? Yeah. Okay. 
with wow. The, but and like Zach Wilde does Beauty and the Beast, and it sounds incredible. See, and I think back to that movie, and I think back to that song, and I see no metal. You got to listen to it. You're gonna. I th- honestly think you'll like it. I was listening to it today. I I, I enjoyed every song I listened to off of. Wow. It's yeah, really good. I don't. The playing is incredible on it. I guess that's something you just got to hear to understand. But uh, Zach said in the press release about the uh, his version of Beauty and the Beast. Originally, it was a beautiful, dreamy piece. Now it's a cruel nightmare. I take pride in that. Okay. All right. See, now that makes sense to me then. <laughs> yeah, because it was. Yeah, totally. Wow. So, so yeah, but yeah, Michael Vissera going to be at the Rocket Pod Expo. So that's going to be cool. Right on. Okay. Come get your Disney VHS autograph. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or your Ingve album or your Loudness album. Yeah. He's the one member of Loudness that can get into America. That can come to America? Yeah, cuz like the rest of the band never always has issues with their green cards. Oh. This is like the third year in a row that they had to cancel on M3 cuz they couldn't get into the country. Wow. Yeah. They must have really raised some hell the last time they were here. Yeah, apparently so. Okay. Now? Now. Oh, man. This is about as cool as it gets because Vinnie Vincent is coming to Rockin' Pod Expo 2. Yes. Feels so good to say it. Vinnie freaking Vincent is coming to Rockin' Pod 2. He certainly is. August 25th, Nashville, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Vinnie Vincent is going to be there. All day. Wow. So say you got to you got to do it. What a world <laughs> we live in. Yeah, I you you I, if you told me a year ago this would happen, I never would have believed you. I think I did tell you a year ago you this probably was going to happen. Did. And I don't think you believe me. I didn't. No. It's kind of hard to believe it myself and but yet here it is. All right, so let's get the details out. Yeah. All right. So the Rock and Pod Expo Saturday, August 25th in Nashville Palace. Vinnie Vincent will be a special guest there. He is going to do, uh, he will have his own section of the room. He will be doing autograph and photo meet and greets with people. There is a pre-sale that by the time you hear this, the webs, the, the pre ticket pre-sale site will be live. Okay. And it'll be in the show notes. And if you follow decibel geek on social media, it will be on there. Yeah. It's going to, I'm going to, the link for this is going to go everywhere. Um, there's going to be a, there's a whole lot of different options and like, the pre-sale, this will help because you can go ahead and order your autograph and get everything set as you want. There's also there's different packages available. There's a gold VIP package and a platinum VIP package. Okay, so how does this all work? So if you do the gold, the, you know they have limited quantities on these. So if you do the gold VIP package, there's only 75 of these available. And, all right. and it gets you one autograph of an item of your choice by Vinny, not a guitar. That's a different price. Uh, one photo with Vinny. You will get a priority spot in the line. You will get. You will be in in the line from number twenty five through one hundred. So you'll be part of the first one hundred people that get in line to meet Vinny. Okay, cool. You also will get a uh, National Rock and Pod Expo swag bag that will have buttons, stuff from the podcast, goodies, all kinds of cool stuff. Right on. Um, this will not include admission to the to the expo. Admission has to be purchased separately, but the admission is only ten dollars. Ten bucks, yeah. And you can pay for it on this pre-sale ticket site, just on a different little part of the site. It's easy to find. So that that's a that's one fifty if you want. 
Okay. Man, that's not bad at not all. Not bad at all. And then the Platinum VIP package, this is getting spots 1 to 25. There's only 25 of these available. Okay. This is the super VIPs. Yeah. And you get one autograph, one, one photograph, priority spot number 1 through 25. You will also get a National Rock and Pod Expo swag bag. You will also get a special event poster that's being made with Vinny on it. Nice. For this there's only event. 25 of them? Well, there'll be other posters, you know, available for sale, but it will okay. be only available so at this, this event. Be, all right, included. Yeah, and then there's, but there's also going to be, um, there's going to be an, an event T-shirt. There's also going to be Vinny's official T-shirts, two different designs. Uh, let's see, let's see. There's early bird admission if you just want to. And I, let me make it clear: even if you don't need an autograph or a photograph, or if, you know, Vinny's 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 autograph is fifty. Vinny's a photograph with Vinny is fifty. If that's too steep for you, and you still want to come and see Vinny. If you do just the $10 to get in the door, you will get to see Vinny on stage, and we are going to do Albums Unleashed live yes. on the Kiss Lick It Up album. Yes. In front of a live audience. Yes. So you will hear a lot, a bro, you know, a detailed breakdown of how the album was made. So you, that you get that for $10. So just show up, and you get to be get to be a part of that. Yeah, sit in the audience and watch a live Albums Unleashed Lick It Up with Vinny Vincent. Yeah, it's... It's How gonna, sweet. And so he's going to basically be there all day, and then in the middle of the afternoon he'll come out, do his stage time, then he'll go back to, to his autograph area. And, yeah, he's going to be there all day long. It's going to be amazing. That is amazing. I can't believe it. Yeah. it's uh, I'm it, I'm just honored that he's willing to do it, and he's he's been nothing but great to work with through this whole process. Right on. We got all the, all the, the details worked out, and, uh, yeah, just excited to have him. It's going to be fun. That's the funny thing, looking back, like, before we ever, like, actually crossed paths with Vinnie Vincent, like, all the years of wondering, you know, what would it be like to meet this guy? What would it be like to talk to him? What would he be like to have on the show, you know? What would, what would he be like to be around? And always wondering, you know, you hear the different stories throughout the years. Man, Vinnie Vincent is one cool dude, and just a super sweet nice guy yeah he's been a joy to work with you know on doing the interview with us he was great yeah. to talk to and then you know the times i've gotten to see him in person you know it's it's going to be great having him at the expo i uh i didn't think it was going to work out but uh just because he's he's a big big name you know but uh yeah if you can come to nashville and be part of this you know and there's a ton of other great guests that we've already announced and a whole bunch more we're going to announce so can uh, I tell them about the pre-party? Not yet. Oh, <laughs> no! We have some really cool bands lined up for the pre-party. It's just I got to make sure the the ink has to dry on the contracts first. All right. But uh, yeah, well, it's you... going to be a whole weekend full of awesome stuff. Yeah, my announcement satisfaction is through the roof right now, yeah. so I'm feeling good. So I can hold off on that for a little bit. Yeah. So please come to Nashville, be part of this, have fun with us. It's it's going to be a full weekend. There's more surprises going to be announced. Yeah. It's, it's taking off. It's really taken off amazingly well. And, uh, yeah, excited to see everybody. So, yeah, come see Vinny talk about the Lick It Up album in detail. You know, In person. It's, it's going to be great. So, ten yeah. Ten bucks. That's the announcement. So, for ten bucks, live albums unleashed. Yep. Kiss Lick It Up with Vinny Vincent. Yep. I mean, if you're a rock and roll historian of any type, that's worth the 10 bucks to get in. And then, you know, all the extra stuff going on, all the podcasts there are, all yep. the fun that's being had, all, all the rock vendors. and roll camaraderie that's happening in there, you know. And that's, that's one thing that you got to realize, like last year, when you pack a room with these like-minded people mm -hmm. that love this music the way that we love this music, 
there's some kind of amazing brother sisterhood thing going on in that room where everybody loves and appreciates each other. Like all the things, like if you're at work and you say, man, I, I just got the new bullet boys album and it's really weird. And everyone's like, what? I don't know what you're even talking about. <laughs> this is a no, room full of people is, that get it. This is a room full of people that freaking get it. Yeah. You can't put it no better than that. We all get it. We mm-hmm. get the rock and roll. We love the rock and roll. We celebrate the rock and roll. Yeah. And it's a whole day of just that. And I want to stress that with this announcement with Vinny and the recent announcement of Head from Corn, and then some of the other stuff we're going to be announcing, it's it's very likely this is going to sell out. So if right. you want if you want to come and get into this thing, you need to you need to make the either make the donation on the GoFundMe page and and state you're coming, or do it through the ticket site where the link will be in here. It's an Eventbrite ticket site, but it will I will have the link in the show notes and it will be everywhere. So if you're listening to me, it's easy to find, and uh, you want to get the admission done early. Yeah, get on the case. You don't want to wait for this. You don't want to be the guy that says, oh, man, I can't believe it. I'm going to get to meet Vinnie Vincent. He's going to sign my stuff. I'm, I'm going to get to see all this. And then you find out later that, wow, those 25 were gone, poof, like that. Yeah. And then the next 100 were gone, poof, like that. You know. And then you're going to say, oh, man, you know, uh, at least I get to watch Albums Unleashed. That's true. But you yeah. got to pay it early so you can secure your admission, make sure you get in. Cause, right. Because this, this venue can only hold so many people. That's know? right. So yeah, that's it. Uh, excited, glad that's we the cat's awesome. finally out of the bag. Oh man, that's so worthwhile now. All this waiting just to tell that, and it's real. It's really real. It's really happening. It's really, really real. All right, so uh, we good? Yeah. You guys ready for some Fargo strut? I guess we have to be, right? Rock and roll. All right.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.